Hey, you guys want to uh, grab a beer? Oh, always. <laughs> Sounds good to me. All right, I got a spot. Hourglass yeah. Brewing in Longwood, Florida. I don't know. Now, listen, Doug, I know you're from out of town. This is the place I go for all my local craft beer. Delicious, 40 beers on tap. And the best part is it's a haven for nerds like me, like you. Yeah, the 240-seat Longwood Tap Room. They stock that with nerd nostalgia, video games, board games, cornhole boards. They even have a dog-friendly patio. You can't beat that. I absolutely love it. I mean, I feel like I know this this uh, establishment just from Eric's Instagram and Facebook because he's there a lot. Um, they support his art and the local artists in the area. And uh, I'm excited. The first time I get back down to Florida with these two guys, uh, we're heading over there. Oh, my gosh. I can't wait. Yes, the art, the arcades, the pinball machines. There is uh, literally an homage painted on the wall to uh, Rick Moranis and Spaceballs. I mean, what more can you ask for in a brewery? Hourglass Brewing, Longwood, Florida. Uh, Check it out. Go there. They are sponsors of the show. They support us. Go support them. Welcome back to part two of Being John Malkovich. Um, Let's jump right back in. Joe, if you want to hit this next clip for me, this is uh, a bit about why our main character, Craig Schwartz, likes puppeteering so goddamn much. Tell me, Craig, why do you love puppeteering? Well, Maxine, I'm not sure exactly. Perhaps the idea of becoming someone else for a little while, being inside another skin, thinking differently, moving differently, feeling differently. Interesting, Craig. Would you like to be inside my skin? Think what I think. Feel what I feel. More than anything, Maxine. It's good in here, Craig. It's better than your wildest dreams. You're not somebody I could get interested in, Craig. You play with dolls. Puppets, Maxine. You see, it's the idea of being inside someone else's skin and, and seeing what they see and feeling what they feel. Yikes. It's Yikes so indeed. creepy. Yikes it's so indeed. fucking creepy, like the way he says it. Oh, yeah, he could very easily be a serial killer. He's, oh, he's, absolutely. <laughs> he's maybe two steps away from serial killer in yeah. this movie. Um yeah. Yeah, it's just, again, he makes your skin crawl, this character. And that doesn't help. Like, the sequence that we just listened to, the first part of it, he created a Maxine puppet, and he's interacting with it with his Craig puppet, and it's beautifully shot. I mean, again, credit to uh, Spike Jones. You know, it, it almost looks like two actors blocked in a scene, um, which is really impressive, but... 
it is just so unnerving, like how invested he is in this fake conversation. <laughs> it, uh, yeah. yeah. And then it's great that the real conversation happens immediately after. And she's just like, oh, shit. Like, <laughs> alarms are going off. No, yeah. thank yeah. you. Yep. Yep. It's so um, weird. It's so, so fucking weird so far. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> it's, it's fucking, it's insane. Yeah. Um, now, you're already having all of these weird feelings in the very next scene. He's doing some of his nimble filing, and he drops a file behind a filing cabinet. Um, can't get it, so he opts to move it out of the way and discovers this strange sort of patch of wall he can pull away. And underneath that patch of wall is a tiny door. Um, this is the MacGuffin of the movie. It's, it's the tiny door. Yep. Where does it go? Where does it lead? Uh, he opens it, and inside you see this kind of like fleshy tunnel yeah it's, let's just right? call it what it is the office's butthole it is the butthole <laughs> of the office 100 yeah. percent um or the birthing canal you know if you don't want to be so uh you know i i, I think it, they literally refer to it as as such um the vagina of the, of the building and, kind uh, of kind of sort of but so, it's kind of brown it has a brownness to it. Yeah, yeah. It's not the healthy... Well, he unearthed it. It's been sealed off for a long time. You know what I mean? Like, <clears throat> it could use some... I mean, if, if your vagina looks like that, you might want to get it checked out. Wow. You can go for, like, a tunnel rejuvenation these days. You know what I'm saying? Well, I mean, just the brown liquid in it. Yeah, it's not... It's pretty infected, perhaps. Yeah. Either that or Shark Week. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh... Craig opts to crawl through this tunnel to see where it goes. And uh, he brings along with him, like, the piece of scrap wood that was, you know, part of the whole thing holding it together. And he does get into some brown muck, and, and it's a little gross. But he doesn't have much time to process it because the door slams behind him, and he starts to slide toward a white light at breakneck speed. And all of a sudden... He is no longer in the tunnel. He is seeing out of the eyes of someone else reading the Wall Street Journal. It's so crazy. And eating mm -hmm. some toast. And the um, weird like filter they put on the camera to like make it look like eyes. Yes. Yeah, man. Very John and Carpenter. And I love like, the eating and the drinking noises are internal. Yeah. Like it's yes. what you hear as a person in your head when you Yeah, hearing. like when you hear someone talking to you or you talking to someone. Yes. It's so yeah. it's I mean just cinematically and like artistically like how it's shot is incredible mm -hmm. yeah there's the a lot of thought put into it that first person and and i'm glad doug you you know honed in on the audio too because the muffling of things yeah that, you know you don't, you don't really think about but it feels totally right you know yeah. yeah um so this dude's just walking around his apartment and grabbing his keys and he looks up into a mirror and that's when for the first time you see that it is actor john malkovich Checking to see if there's any toast in his teeth. Yep. Um, it's so mundane. Like, everything about what he's doing is just the stuff you do, you know, when you're by yourself. And um, it, it works for this movie. It's not It's not meant to be an exciting escape. It's just, oh, shit. Like, this is another person seeing what they see. Um, he's, he's hailing a cab. And... Even his voice, like to himself, is that muffled, you know, like yes. you, don't, you don't really know what you sound like until yeah. you. Yeah. yeah, it's so cool, man. It um, really is. Well, so well done. 
And this is when this movie, this is when this movie to me starts making like a lot more sense. And like, I'm like, okay, this, this is a movie now before it was just a bunch of random shit. Now it's a movie. Yeah. Now the cab driver tells John Malkovich (laughs) that he just loves him in that jewel heist movie. Yes, yeah. this is a great running gag in this movie because John. You're Malkovich, that guy, John. Um, what uh, Braca or Maine? Maine. a weird ass name. And that's kind of fun about this movie is like they make so many jokes at his expense. Yeah. You know he had to be cool with it because yeah they they don't let up like it's just it's one hit after another for this <laughs> fucking guy. Um, exactly. I wasn't. I was never a jewel thief. No, 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 no. I was you. Yeah, yeah, that was you. Yeah, no, yeah, it was you. <laughs> and um, I, I, I really, I don't know why. I, like, I just like John Malkovich a lot, like as an actor, no, like he's in one general. Of my favorite actors, I um, love him. He like single handedly made that Space Force show watchable. Yeah, that's true. That's yeah. true. Because if it wasn't for his character in that show, I don't think I could have watched that show. No, I didn't get through even with him. I didn't get through season two, but no, I didn't start um, season two. But season yeah. one, I mean, he stole the show. No, absolutely, he did. Yeah. That because he's just he plays such a great manic character. I mean, yeah, shit, yeah. burn after reading. His oh, character yeah. burn oh, after yeah. reading is like so off good. the charts great. You know that whole movie's great, but he he's just like next level with that shit. So this whole experience only lasts for a little while before uh, Craig is sucked back into the tube and spit out above the New Jersey <laughs> Turnpike. Just and that's a high fall. Like I'm surprised know, no one right? got hurt doing that. Yeah, yeah. The the way those are filmed. I mean, it's so convincing looking to me, and yeah, yeah. I mean, it, they are falling from at least like ten foot, <laughs> like because that camera's hard enough. Yeah, 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 yeah. I think and like right. I don't see any like pads or anything on the ground to break the fall. It looks like they're falling right onto the side of a damn turnpike. Those are yep. some some dedicated stunt people. Yeah, that looks yeah. like it would fuck up your whole week. Um, and and Lottie, you know, later in the movie, she opts to do it like multiple times a day. I like, know. That's that's ankle yeah. strength. Um, so he's freaking out about this whole experience i mean honestly though you've done you know more difficult stuff to get laid in your life i'm assuming <laughs> probably yeah you're right you've I never mean, taken the equivalent of a fall from like five like 10 foot to you know spend 15 minutes in a woman i fell out i fell out of an airplane <laughs> yeah that's true you got a good point you got and a good worked. point <laughs> and you better hope like John Malkovich ain't like you know one of those guys that goes for like two hours you're gonna do this at least like eight times <laughs> oh. oh no no so uh yeah he's Craig is just over the moon over uh, you know having experienced this and if you want to hit this next clip for me this is when he runs back to the office to tell Maxine what happened there's a tiny door in my office Maxine it's a portal and it takes you inside John Malkovich. <laughs> you see the world through John Malkovich's eyes, and then after about 15 minutes, you're spit out into a ditch on the side of the New Jersey Turnpike. Sounds great. Who the fuck is John Malkovich? Oh, he's an actor. He's one of the great American actors of the 20th century. Oh, yeah? What's he been in? Lots of things. Uh, that Jewel Thief movie, for example, he, he's very well respected. Anyway, the point is, this is very odd thing. <laughs> It's supernatural, for lack of a better word. I mean, it raises all sorts of philosophical-type questions, you know, about the nature of self, about the existence of a soul, you know? Am I me? Is Malkovich Malkovich? I had a piece of wood in my hand, Maxine. I don't have it anymore. Where is it? Did it disappear? 
How could that be? Is it still in Malkovich's head? I don't know. Do you see what a metaphysical can of worms this portal is? I don't see how I could go on living my life the way I've lived it before. So once again, this is me pitching something to Eric. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Does the, what the conversation generally goes like, yeah. yeah. Same hey, so energy. Eric, so Eric, I got this idea for smart. All right, okay. so check it out. All right. We're in this random like office with really low ceilings, and there's a tiny little door. When you climb inside of it, it looks like you just climbed inside of a butthole. And mm-hmm. as you crawl down this never-ending butthole and get like butthole juices all over you, you get to be inside of John Malkovich. And um, no, Wait, I don't mean like inside in of his, his butthole. Well, this is where I, I mean I'm trying to class it up a little bit. I know normally that that would be the joke, and then like you know you come out as a fart or something. But uh, and this time you're gonna see out of his eyes. Okay. Um, and for about 15 minutes, you you can do this, and then you know, can it shit you out somewhere that like you know where shit belongs, like New Jersey? Oh, how dare you! <laughs> well, that part of New Jersey anyway. Yeah, that's um, true. Yeah. But this sounds like me pitching art to you. Like I don't know what it is. It does. Just, it does. It's so fucking random. Same vibe, you know what I mean? Um, yeah, it's it's a such a weird, clever, just MacGuffin, man. Like it's just so fucking bizarre, but it works. Um, Craig goes home to tell Lottie about it, but he's he's already pretty disconnected. Like I said, from Lottie, this is really the only thing that they have left yeah. <laughs> to, to discuss at this point in their lives. Um, yeah, it's it's uh, it's intrigued her to the point where she wants to try it out, and uh, you know he's he's a little unsure about it, but he decides okay, I'll take you to the office. You go at night, and um, you can experience this this John Malkovich thing. Um, this opens up a big can of worms for uh, Cameron Diaz's character. So, yeah, <laughs> and. The it's one re- thing though that's important is you got to remember that once you go inside John Malkovich, you're gonna lose your wood. You don't you don't get to keep your wood. It gets lost completely once you go in his butthole. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like uh yeah, that's the perfect little mad lip. It it all makes sense. It all comes together. You know. Uh, sorry, I can't resist. <laughs> this movie's bringing out some shit in me. This is like me being yeah. the dean and like saying, "I hope this doesn't awake awaken anything in me." <laughs> <laughs> this is that gif. Oh no, it's it's uh, <laughs> it's totally true, man. Um, it it will awaken something in you. It awakened something in Lottie. She was not expecting to go on this journey, and uh, yeah, this this plot device sort of awakens something in all of the characters in this movie. Mm -hmm. Um, So she goes into Malkovich's tube and uh, when, when she arrives at his POV, he's taking a shower and she's just marveling at like, Oh man, this this feels so good and it tickles. And she's really enjoying this experience. This sort of just mundane, like drying yourself off with a towel. And uh, it like fundamentally changes her. You know, mm. she comes out of that experience just like, I don't, I don't know how to explain it, but it just felt like, like, right. Like, it just felt like me for the first time. And uh, that's sort of the beginning of her journey in this movie to evolving into something else. Um, she, too, gets jumped, gets jumped, 
gets dumped on the New Jersey Turnpike. Also a good place to get jumped. Um, uh, yeah. <laughs> this time of night, you know, you never know. New Jersey. By the way, living in Jersey and going into the city so much and, and seeing that uh, embroidery capital of the world, New yeah. Jersey sign. <laughs> yes. I just saw a clip of a stand-up com- Oh, no, it was uh, Comedians in Cars Getting Coffee. I forget. Maybe it was like Steve Martin or something. Um, made the funniest joke, and it was just like, I feel like that sign should be embroidered. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <that's laughs> like, if you're really that good, you know, I thought that was great. But yeah, well, that's lot- like that tattoo. Was Doug- was it you're the one that sent that, Doug, where there was like the embroidered tattoo? Oh, yeah. Dude, and I thought Brazil. it was actually embro- embroidered. I'm like, yeah. who actually embroidered their leg? And I know it's a tattoo. I'm like, oh, it looks so fucking real. Uh-oh. Uh-oh, Leather? somebody's getting a, a, a fucking alert. Oh, shit. Amber alert? Amber alert, guys. Oh, God. Dr. Lester. Yeah. <laughs> okay. I'm assuming I'm going to get it soon, too, if you got it. I think so. All right, where were we? Yeah, that was scary. Um, Lottie agrees to go to dinner with Craig at... Uh, the home of Dr. Lester, which is a big mansion, real impressive mansion. And, uh, oh, you know, I'm sorry. That, that Amber Alert really screwed me up. Joe, my next clip here. Uh, this is <laughs> this is Lottie marveling at her experience with uh, Malkovich. What do you think Lester's relationship with John Malkovich is? That portal's been boarded up forever. I bet Lester's not even aware of it. Why? No reason. I was just thinking, you know, do you think that it's kind of weird that John Malkovich has a portal? I mean, do you think that it might have some sort of significance, for example? I don't know. Why, well, why do you think that? Yeah, I don't even care. I think it's kind of sexy that John Malkovich has a portal, you know, sort of like it's like it's like he has a vagina, sort of vaginal, you know, like he has a, he has a penis and a vagina. So while we're at Dr. Lester's house and Lottie's looking for the bathroom, she discovers this room that's basically like a uh, serial killer's. uh, Yeah. It's a very creepy John Malkovich themed guest room. And it's these photos going through the course of his entire life from childhood through uh, high school and college all the way up to, uh, you know, being a working actor in Hollywood. And she's sort of perplexed. She doesn't tell Craig about it right away. She sort of skirts around it in in the way you just heard where she's like, isn't it weird that there's a portal to John Malkovich and, you know, what's the significance? But she's already kind of keeping her own secrets from uh, Craig at this point. Um, And, you know, it's because that experience is important to her, you know, Getting to be John becomes like the central focus of her her life at this point, almost to the point of, of obsession. And uh, she doesn't want to give that up, and she doesn't want to show all of her cards at this point. So, Joe, did you get that Amber Alert? What's going on? I did. Yeah, it just went off. I was trying to get it shut off my phone. <laughs> <laughs> Who's but luckily, missing? 
Somebody in Palm Beach County. Oh. But uh, luckily I had my phone on silent. Oh, okay, Mr. Prepared, <laughs> prepared for the show. God uh, damn. You know, I could have saved that man's life. Had, had a I, kid. Yeah. Well. It's also like 400 miles away. That's true, Ben. Palm Beach. Anyway. That's like down by Miami. That's true. Um, so, yeah, we get to see like this blossoming side of Lottie, um, you know, like I said, emerge. And uh, we also get this clue that, you know, Dr. Lesser knows more than um, he's obviously letting on and that there's some sort of like weird plan, you know, some mechanism behind the scenes that we don't yet understand. Um, so. With that being said, um, we get some of those those allusions to like it being vaginal, w- yeah. which was interesting. Yeah. Well, I like the first time she did it, she realized that she's a transsexual now. She's st- yeah, she's definitely. I mean, she's starting to accept that, you know. Oh no, she comes straight up. She's like, "I'm transsexual now. Oh, I'm that, a man." That exchange is fucking priceless. Did you pull that one? I don't uh, think it's one of the clips, but like when they're in the, back in the uh, office and that, Maxine's that in the phone. That exchange is fucking priceless. Yeah, she's listening in on everything as they're having this conversation, and Craig yeah. is like, what the fuck is going <laughs> what on? Are you talk- she's like, yeah, no, no, I'm a man. Like, I'm 100% a man now. I was John Malkovich, and now I'm a man. Yeah. yeah. She's like, I've given it a lot of thought, and yep. uh, yeah, I want to talk to, you know, Dr. So-and-so about a sex change reassignment. And he's like, that's an allergist. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> She's like, yeah, but I, just, I feel comfortable with him so like <laughs> yeah it's a great scene and and evil maxine in the background is just loving it oh and, yeah and and you know lottie starts to ask like can i go back in and maxine makes a comment like let her go craig or i mean let him go yeah. like she's already yeah. <laughs> yeah she loves that their lives are falling apart and, now, and, when, when they went to the dinner, was this before or after, like, the weird, like, date at their house with Maxine? Oh, no, no, that hasn't happened yet. Okay, that hasn't happened. Okay, cool. I can so, remember the orders of things. Yeah, so this exchange in the office happens right after the uh, the dinner at Dr. Uh, Lester's house. Um, so the following day. And, I wonder uh, if his first name is Mo. Mo Lester. That's, 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 rough. <laughs> that, that's a rough go. Wow. I mean, the, what the shit he says, <laughs> I can see it being possible. You know, to be fair to Dr. Les, he's very respectful. He's just a passionate man. Yes. He just wants to feel the, you know, the warm embrace of a woman's touch. That's all. And her thighs, you know, and up thighs, against my yeah. naked body. Quivering thighs. That's all. That's yeah. all. There's nothing wrong with that. Um, so, no, you're right. Lottie has realized the truth about herself. And she feels, you know, that deep down it's unlocked this, this, uh, this notion that she wants to be a man. Um, obviously, Craig's having a hard time accepting that. And uh, again, Maxine is just loving that, you know, <clears throat> things are developing the way they are. But that being said, he decides, okay, I'll let you go back into the vagina, the Malkovich vagina. <laughs> and, uh, and she does. While she's doing this, Maxine, you can see the, the gears turning, and she reaches out to a, a professional friend of hers to see if she can get uh, the phone number for John Malkovich. Yeah. Uh, which, you know, 
she's just such a uh, whore. I don't want to say that word, but man, she's just she's, she's just an opportunist, nasty. total opportunist. Yep. When we cut to uh, Lottie back in Malkovich, we get more of like Malkovich sort of making fun of himself as a serious actor. Yeah, he's, he's just doing like these terrible, you know, tape recorded uh, line sessions. Um, again, like totally taking himself too seriously and all the, all the stuff that you expect. Um, gets a phone call while he's doing it, and of course it's from Maxine who got the number. But the phone call happens while Lottie is in the head of Malkovich, so it's a little hard to follow. But the way it's edited and the way it's all cut together, it makes total sense. Yeah. Um, you know, Lottie is working as sort of the inner dialogue of Malkovich as he's on the phone with Maxine. And Maxine is flirting and wants to meet for dinner and he's not interested. But Lottie's interested because, you know, the flirtation makes her feel excited. And, you know, when Maxine says that her nipple, her nipples are at full attention, she sort of chuckles and she's like, oh my God, nipples, <laughs> you know, yeah, like she's really enjoying this. <laughs> And so she's sort of rooting for him to, you know, meet her, meet her, come on, come on. And you get the impression that when he sort of gives in and puts a tape recorder back down and writes the name down and the, the time and place, it was because subconsciously you had this voice in his head saying, like, do it, do it, do it, do it, do it. And that's what led him to do it, which is an interesting concept that they, you know, blow up later in the movie. Mm-hmm. So all of this, like I said, really well done. Lottie gets sucked back out, dumped on the turnpike, and uh, Craig is there waiting for her. And immediately she's like, I got to go back at 8 o'clock p.m. sharp. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, you know, sort of flowing. It's like, well, well, why? Like, what's going on? Don't crowd me, Craig. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, now Maxine officially has a date on the books with Mr. John Malkovich. Um, we get another funny scene with another person who, who recognizes Malkovich. And uh, I didn't pull this clip because there's so many hard R's in it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Okay. So I, I know you have a clip with him later though. I do. I, I don't know if I do. Maybe I do. I thought so. Like later in the movie, unless no, maybe someone else I'm thinking of. I think it's someone else you're thinking of. Tiger Blood? Yeah, that's like, no, that's different. Um, okay. I, this actor in this scene, he's only in it for 10 seconds, and he looks familiar to me, but I can't think of his name. Oh, I know what scene this is. Willie Garson. Yeah, okay. Oh, I know what scene you're talking about. Sex the City is his big claim. Yeah. Okay. But, yes, Spike Jones told him to ad-lib the whole scene, but use the R word as much as he could. <laughs> yeah. That was, the, that was his direction. And he does, scene. man. He, he yeah. Well, he's talking the, about he's talking about of mice and men, because yep. Makovich did of mice and men with uh, Gary Sinise. That's right, man. Yeah, I watched he that played, in high school. He plays Lenny. Oh man. Yep. That was a sad. Well, obviously, oh, it's that a was sad messed book, up. But, yeah. yeah. But yeah, just just so many so many R words, and he's he's so enthusiastic with it too. Yes. Yeah. And and. Just like in real life, like it felt like a very authentic scene because Malkovich just says thank you like five times yes. to everything the guy says. Oh, yeah. oh, thank you. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, yeah, the date happens. And while the date is happening, uh, 
Lottie is in Malkovich. And, uh, you know, the, there's, there's this feeling that Lottie is falling in love with Maxine in as strong a way as Craig Schwartz has fallen in love with Maxine. Yep. So now we've got this weird love triangle happening. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the Would most be a love square, love square. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Hey, it's the most unconventional love triangle in, yeah. in all oh, yeah. of cinema. It's very strange. Um, you know, the jealousy that builds and the tension and the weirdness. It's fucking it's bizarre. Love square. I like that. Yeah, Because there's four of them. Because there's four of them. So Maxine and uh, Craig decide to go into business Selling people the opportunity to be John Malkovich for 15 yep. minutes. Now, and, Doug, I gotta mm-hmm. give you, I gotta test your trivia here. What color loofah is it when you want to be inside someone else having sex with someone else? Dude, I don't remember now. Seriously, you got, you got me stumped. I do not remember that. Probably because I didn't it's care brown. To remember that. It's brown because you got to go up the the portal. Yeah, probably. <laughs> That's some real deep cut villages shit right there, man. Yes, it is. Yeah, uh, I bet there's someone in the villages that does this for real. <laughs> someone? Yeah, someone, well, yeah. someone's. There's, there's fucking multiple clubs, I guarantee you. Yeah. There's a subreddit for that, I bet. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh, man. So uh, we open up for business, and the first client shows up, and he just wants to get out of his own life. And uh, Maxine doesn't give a shit. He starts to open up. Yep. He's like, I'm a fat man. $200. Fuck you. That's, uh, that's Warren from Something About Mary. Yep, it is. He also played Meatloaf in the biopic. Oh, my yeah. God. W. Earl Brown. That's He's proof been in that... a shit ton of stuff. Okay. That's yeah. proof if you put glasses on somebody. that See, that's, yep. that's why Superman works. That's <laughs> yeah. proof positive that Clark nah. Kent. Exactly. Goodbye, Ted. No one will ever get me in that one, Superman. <laughs> uh, so yeah, he he pays. Why does up. Superman care if he has a fucking alter ego? It's not like someone's just gonna come kill him in real life. He's Superman. It's like, just the thing they did. It does. It's, it's fucking Superman. Super bullshit. Sorry. Oh, do you want to go on a Superman tangent? No, I'm not gonna do it. Don't worry. Are you sure? Nope, not gonna do it. You gotta get it out of your system. Nope, I'm okay. <laughs> We can do it. Nope. Although, did you guys see uh, the in the Masters group that I posted the Suicide Squad and it was the Illuminati? Yeah. <laughs> yes. Uh, I like that one. I'm, I'm done. I'm done. Go on. Please carry on. I didn't see that one. I want to see it. Um, I'll send gonna... it to our, our group text. Okay. All right. So we get our first client and he's he's, you know, unhappy and he goes into... The Malkovich tube and gets to be John Malkovich ordering uh, towels out of a catalog. And again, it's the most mundane shit ever. And it's painfully mundane. He's, he's, oh, yeah. You yeah. Know, the conversation Can goes I along the get... lines of. Was that L. Was that L. L. Bean? Yeah. I don't know. I, I don't know. If, or was it Land's End? Yeah. It, yeah. It's one of those, you know, like monogram bullshit, you know, yeah. personalized right. products. Can I get three hand towels instead of the bath mat? I don't need the bath mat. Yes, we can do that for you, sir. Yeah. yeah. And is that going to be in the periwinkle? Yeah. Well, we're out of the periwinkle. Okay. I don't even know what color he picked. It was a so weird wait. Name. So 
This could be like a Fight Club prequel yeah, too, because so his, his apartment was ordered from a IKEA catalog. Yes, exactly. <laughs> yeah, but he had a way cool that fucking table, the uh, the yin yang. Yeah, yeah the yin yang table. Oh, there yeah. is a there is a Fight Club connection later in this movie. By the way, oh, we'll get to it. We'll get to it. Hell yeah, I'm excited yeah. about that. Well, so yeah, this guy you know has the most mundane experience you could possibly imagine, but comes out of that you know. Again, on the side of the New Jersey Turnpike, a changed man. Like, he's literally hugging Craig, thanking him so much for, you know, just this wonderful gift of getting to be somebody else, anybody else, just this fucking stuck-up actor ordering towels. Like, yep. you know, and, and that's... How shitty is your life that that's what you want? Mm. I mean, very shitty. Yeah. But yeah. He's, he says as much, and that's how they know they have a viable business, and that business grows because... So many people are unhappy with their lives that that little bit of escape. I mean, it's obviously yeah. a commentary on on you know celebrity or or you know even entertainment as a whole. Like you know, people feel that need for the escape, and you know, even if it seems kind of trite or stupid or boring, like it's it's it serves a purpose. Um, so. Obviously, at this point, Lottie's got strong feelings for Maxine. She puts it out there that, you know, it'd be a good idea to invite her over to the apartment for dinner. It'll be nice. You know, you guys are business partners now. Um, Craig is a little weary because, you know, obviously he's in love with <laughs> Maxine as well, but doesn't want Lottie to know. And, and this is where the interesting love square thing comes into play. Yeah. Um, but Lottie's like, nah, it's cool, you know, we'll we'll smoke a joint and I'll make a lasagna, which obviously sounds like a great evening to me. Um, Except for all the, the animal feces that are in that apartment. That place must smell horrible. <laughs> That's true. Yeah. Oh, you know, she, she cleaned it up. I mean, she's, she's nervous, man. Like, Yeah, but I mean, have you yeah. ever smelled a pet store? That's, yeah, oh, it lingers. That's <laughs> in living in that. I had a guitar teacher that had, his brother had a fucking monkey in their house and it was the grossest fucking thing ever. yeah it smelled like nothing you've ever smelled before i wasn't a chimp it was a monkey but it was and that little fucker threw shit like he was oh a, yeah he was they, they do that and it just it was like nothing you've ever smelled before it was fucking gross yeah. Oof. yep oh man yeah mm -hmm. uh yeah, Maxine, obviously, just based on the real-world implications of living in an apartment with a monkey in it, um, you know. Well, not just a monkey, also. Remember, there's a bunch of animals in that apartment. Yeah, there's, there's a lot going on. Yeah, Dog, the yeah. bird, multiple birds. Yeah. Yeah. So she, you know, she kind of gets cornered by the both of them, you know. Uh, they start talking. There's, you know, she's rolling the joint and talking about, like, there's two kinds of people in the world. There's the people who go after what they want and the people that don't. And this inspires both Craig and Lottie yeah. to try to kiss her at the same time. Yeah. Um, pushes them both away. Tells Craig, I'm sorry, I'm just not attracted to you. Shuts him down. Says, Lottie, I actually do kind of dig you, but only when you're in Malkovich. I know you're in there. I can sense it. I can see you behind his eyes, and it does something for me. Um, but not, not you as you are, just you as yeah. you are. Very weird stipulation. So both of them feel dejected and, you know, sort of uh, 
this unrequited love they have for Maxine. Like, they're both now in the same boat. Um, so, knowing that she at least has a shot with Maxine while she's in Malkovich, they devise a way where they can sort of be together. And that's to time it. Like, I'm going to go in the in the butthole tube at X time and <laughs> go on a date with John at X time and, and we'll be together. So, they set that up. And um, it's kind of hilarious, man. Like, yes, she shows up at John's apartment a little early. Like, she knows Lottie's not going to be in there yet, so she's completely disinterested for like a solid five minutes. Yeah, and sort of just like looking around his apartment and like, so you like being an actor? Like, <laughs> she doesn't give a shit about this guy. But as soon as she knows Lottie's in there, she turns it on, and you know actually starts calling him Lottie and yeah. you know he's at first a little confused by this but he says fuck it like it's fine you can call me whenever you want um they have sex for the first time in John's apartment and when Lottie gets back home she's confronted with an angry Craig Joe if you want to hit this next clip for me you were him weren't you and he was with her. We love her, Craig. We? John and me. Don't forget about me. Well, you have the Maxine action figure to play with. <laughs> Sorry. That was nasty. Did you hear the monkey laughing in the background? Too? Oh, yeah. Like, that add yeah. insult to injury. Yes. I mean, fuck yeah. Craig Schwartz in this movie, but you understand why he feels the way he feels. Um, he also runs to confront Maxine about this whole situation and leaves that meeting determined that there's only one thing he can do, and that's to hide in his own apartment with a gun and wait for his wife to get home, jump out like an asshole. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Even in the scene, she's like, what are you doing? Yes. Yeah. Um, great, great, like, just comic timing and acting for both of these uh, actors. Um, but at gunpoint, basically forces her to call Maxine to set up another date with John. And then he's going to tie her up, put her in the monkey cage, and take her place in John Malkovich's tube so that he can finally be with Maxine, unbeknownst to Maxine. Would this be considered a third-party rape? Kind of, sort of. Yeah, like, yeah. this is when the character veers off into irredeemable territory. Yeah. You know, with the point of gun at his wife, locking her in a cage, and doing some sort of weird, like, ethereal rape situation. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's just... It's so weird. So off the rails, you know. This, it, this, once again, is leaning towards Joe Pitch Smart. It, it truly <laughs> is. And when we talked about this movie, you know, one of the things that sort of came to mind was, like, it's hard to put yourself in the shoes of this character. Um, you know, 
usually in a movie, like you're in the driver's seat and the main character and you experience the story through that character. And, and it's usually written in a way where, you know, you can do so with ease. This is not that movie, man. Like, yeah, he's you, not an anti-hero. No, he's the villain of the, of the fucking yeah. movie. hundred percent. It's a, it's an, it's such a different like narrative choice to say like your main character is going to be just the villain. Like, and in the beginning, maybe you think that he's going to, I don't know. It's just, it's bizarre, but it works for me in that I just hate him the whole time. Yeah. Um, so Maxine's having sex with, uh, John Malkovich and assuming that Lottie's inside, but Craig is inside. And while he's having sex, he's loving it, by the way, he's just, Oh, this is fucking great. Um, he's frustrated that John's not doing what he wants to do because he wants to touch that titty. So <laughs> he's, he's like doing kind of what Lottie was doing when she was, you know, convincing him to go on the dip first. Yeah. Date. And he's like, come on, move your right hand ac- uh, across her left breast, right hand across the left breast. And he does it. It's like, Oh shit, I did it. And the, <laughs> credit to Malkovich in the scene. He, he's able to, um, Craig is able to talk through Malkovich in yeah. a rudimentary way. So when uh, Maxine asks, like, is that you in there? It's like, yeah, me. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> yeah, he did that. He did that really well. Yeah, it's good acting on his part. Yeah, and, and, it, and it scares him, you know, to the point where it's like, that wasn't me. Like, something made me do that. And she's like, oh, you know, that was just your passion for me. It's yeah. like, no, I know what my fucking passion feels like. <laughs> Um, yeah, it's just, uh, so, so like you said, this is the linchpin of the movie. He's a puppeteer. Now he discovers that he can puppeteer a a person, which is sort of his dream. Um, cause you're in someone else's skin. Yeah. You know, you're really wearing their skin around. It puts the lotion. Bill. Yeah. (laughs) Puts the lotion in the basket. Uh, yeah, it's uh, ultimate creepy. Would you fuck me? I'd fuck me. <laughs> yeah. Fuck art. Yeah. Oh, God. So, like, you know, obviously now, John Malkovich is freaked out by this whole situation. It's very exorcist. It's very weird. And naturally, where do you go? Who do you turn to for advice in a situation like this? Well, I mean, it's something really crazy, so you probably need to talk to somebody really crazy. That's true. Now, before we get there, Joe, if you want to hit this clip for me, this is uh, Craig sort of explaining bragging. bragging on what he did to your girlfriend, Lottie. I made him move his arm across your girlfriend's glorious tit. Oh, and I made him talk, sort of. It's just a matter of practice before Malkovich is nothing more than another puppet hanging next to my work table. I'll tell you about it when I get home, okay? All right? So fucking creepy. Yeah, just yep. so, just straight up the villain. Like, but yeah. I do. Uh, that line did make me laugh. When glorious said, tit. Glorious tit. Yeah. Yeah. If you shorten the word "titty" to "tit," it makes me laugh every time in any context. <laughs> I don't now know. it's gonna make me laugh too. Yeah. 
What about when you see those little birds, the tit birds? Titmouse. Titmouse. Yeah. (laughs) That's two funny words together, so it's even better. Yeah. Yeah. I'm about to pitch myself some art, man. Yeah. (laughs) The titmouse. I'll tell you what, one weird thought I had, right, throughout the movie, was anytime that chimp was on screen, right, I'm like, I know they trained the chimp as used to the whole thing, but it doesn't know they're making a movie. Yep. Yeah, and it's trapped in a cage with someone who it's got a connection to. Like Cameron Diaz was picking this thing up and everything. She's oh, yeah, mouth is taped shut. She's tied up, and that the distress in that chimp was fucking real. Yeah, and, yeah. and it, it kind of got to me. You know, it was just I don't know. It's some weird shit I went on, but um, no, it's, that's that's true. And uh, yeah, and it's also kind of scary because as trained as those animals are, you don't know how they're going to react to that. Well, yeah, when we, he gets that chimp boner. In, earlier in the flick, when we first see the, the chimp, she's at the sink washing the dishes, and the chimp's, like, helping her wash the dishes. And she puts the, the chimp down, and the dog is there, and he starts pushing the dog around pretty violently. Yeah. Like, it wasn't – the dog wasn't in any danger, at least at that moment. But, like, he was trying to reposition the dog, like, to his liking. And it was fucked up. Like, Joe's right. Yeah. You, and I mean, you're right, Eric. Like, you don't know. No, yeah, man. those are dangerous fucking animals too. Like they will yeah. rip. Yeah, she's in this little tiny cage, like where she can't like escape it. Right. Yeah. Tied up. And, and I think no. it's it's chimp boner. Yeah. You know, chimp boner. <laughs> Joe goes right for the. Chimp that's that's a good punk rock band, chimp boner. Chimp boner. British though. I wear yeah. chimp boner. Yeah, there you go, Johnny Chimpo. <laughs> <laughs> we're chimp erection, and we're here to rock you all night. <laughs> It just reminds me. I start. I started watching uh, Pistol. The, the oh, sex how is that, man? I'm only like I'm three quarters of the way through the first episode, and so far it's pretty cool. I mean, it's Danny Boyle, so like I yeah. can watch him paint the fucking wall, and I enjoy it. Um, it's pretty interesting so far. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, man. I'll let I, you know how the rest of it goes. I mean, I grew up watching Sid and Nancy. Loved that movie, Gary Oldman, man. Yeah. So. Yeah. 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 Um, yep. So yeah. Like like we talked about before, John is very freaked out, and he goes to see his friend to ask his advice. Joe, if you want to hit that clip. No, man, I'm sorry to... I'm sorry to have called you like that, but I was just really, really scared. And I was so freaked out. I mean, it was like... Somebody was just moving all the way through me, moving my arms, moving my hands, talking for me. I mean, I, I literally, I feel like I'm going crazy, Charlie. I'm sure you're not going crazy. You don't understand, man. It's like nothing yeah, I've ever yeah, felt. Yeah, yada, yada, yada. Were you stoned? Yes. Yes. <laughs> Jesus. Yes. Yes, I was stoned. But what the, that doesn't have anything to do with it. Charlie, someone was talking through my mouth. You were stoned. Case closed. End of story. How hot has this been? You know what? Maybe it was this Lottie woman talking, because it could have been her talking through me. Because the, this, the weird thing is this Maxine likes to call me Lottie. Ouch. That is hot. <laughs> Maybe she's using you to channel some dead lesbian lover. Sounds like my kind of gal. Let me know when you're done with her, yeah? <laughs> what are you talking about? Done with her, man. Tonight really freaked me out. You're nuts to let a girl go that calls you Lottie. <laughs> I'll tell you that as a friend. Charlie, I don't know anything about the girl, man. She could be like a fucking witch or something. That's even better. <laughs> Hot lesbian witches. Think about it. It's fucking genius. 
I gotta know the truth, Charlie. Truth is for suckers, Johnny boy. <laughs> Man, I forgot that cameo existed. I yep. be. <laughs> it was so great. And that well, was well, I mean, well he is an expert on fucking crazy. No, exactly. Yeah, but that was well before the public displays of crazy. I mean, yeah, that was, yeah. That was uh, 11 years before he went off the fucking rails. Yeah, everyone's like, oh, Charlie Sheen so, acted so he was well like, in this everybody movie. Loved he was like, him then. I was just being myself. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I for some reason I just didn't remember that at all, and it I've seen yeah. this movie a bunch of times. It honestly surprised me. Yeah. Um, so will this technically be two and a half men? <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. Technically, it would be one, two men. One, one, two, one, one. Charlie, one John, and a Lottie. Half a Lottie. Half a Lottie. Half a Lottie. Yeah. That's so when I, I order, order Starbucks. Starbucks, boom. <laughs> boom. <laughs> Simon, we were thinking the same there. Oh, <laughs> uh, we hang out too much. Yeah. But so, not enough. <laughs> but not enough, yeah. So, uh, yeah, he wants to get to the bottom of shit. And he ends up following Maxine back to uh, Lestercore, where he, you know, this is the nighttime operation. Everybody's lined up to get their crack at being John Malkovich for two hundo. He he's in disguise, the worst disguise of all time. Yeah, he sunglasses pulls his hat and a hat. Down. Yeah, and he asks somebody. In oh, line, but it works for Superman. It does work for Superman. We're gonna okay. You know what? Tangent. You did. Yeah. Why? Why? Do the glasses work as a disguise for Clark Kent? I'm I don't think you. they do. I don't think they do. You don't think they do? No. What's, wait, what's, wait, hold on. Am I still a loud mouth asshole now? Or am I you, super all of a sudden? Where did Joe go? Right. Yeah. Uh, oh, shit. There he is. <laughs> <laughs> no, the, the, this is and the phone reason. booths are clear. Like, why would you go into a phone booth to change? Like, you can see right through that. He's fucking glass. He's too fast. You can't Not see. to mention, I guess there's no Superman now because there's no fucking phone booths anymore. No. He, listen. <laughs> what is he changing? Porta potties now? He can change while he's running. It's, you know, it's very exactly. cinematic. I mean, I know the DC universe is shitty, so. Here's the reason why it works, okay? Because nobody's looking for Joe without glasses, okay? Mm -hmm. When they see Superman, they see a shining god on high. They don't see a dude who works for a beat newspaper in the city. So it's not that the glasses hide his face to the extent that he's unrecognizable. It's that no one's looking for the god on high on the face of the guy right in the subway. They're just not making the connection there. Right. Because why yeah. would he ever do that? But I mean, everybody instantly recognizes John Malkovich in this scene. That's true. Well, and this, <laughs> well <laughs> there's a lot There's a lot to unpack here. So John, you know, he asked somebody in line, what are they, what is this? And he says, oh, you, you know, for 200 bucks, you could be John Malkovich. Well, this upsets him, of course, because he fucking is John Malkovich. So he cuts to the front of the line and gets into kind of fisticuffs and shit. And um, that's when Maxine and Craig discover that John has found them out. And uh, there's some funny dialogue there with, you know, what are you doing here? And he's like, oh, well, you know, for a fee, we simulate the experience of, of, of being you. And uh, also he, he's re like remotely, like not bringing up that he's been fucking Maxine. Like, he doesn't like walking like the fuck you've been fucking me so you can like pretend to be me like, <laughs> like that'd be my first thought like my first thought would be like okay this is that chick i've been having sex with running this business where they go inside me like i don't know i think he's why a am I not more concerned with up? the fact that people are getting in his head 
Yeah, because at this point, there's like some spooky shit going on, you know. Like he's yeah. already he's already experienced that. Um, but I see what you're saying. It's a, the whole thing would be alarming, you know. Oh, the yeah. whole absolutely. Yeah. I mean, he doesn't even address that it's her at any point. I think he's just so like this is the last thing he expected to walk in on when he yes. followed her to this office. Yeah, but I mean, like, say, for example, some fucked up shit was going on and like you walk into this place and see your wife there. Would you worry about the fucked up shit or be like, what are you doing here? <laughs> like, what would be the first thing you would think of? Yeah, but I followed my wife there, so I already know she's going to be there. You know what I mean? Like, right. there's he no element of surprise. Yeah, possibly. He did know, because, yeah, he followed her there. That's how he found the place. Yeah, Eric doesn't know this, but we've been selling tickets to his portal. <laughs> Fuck, I knew it, man. <laughs> I knew the other it. day, when you, uh, you know, you got a little extra happy when you were jerking it, that was me. Yeah, because oh, <laughs> I, I don't usually do that move, and it's just overcoming. Yeah. Yeah. Use yeah. your left hand. You went all, you went I used your top. left hand, yeah. Yeah, yeah I did. Just, yeah. Like, what the fuck? My left hand, all right. Yeah. No, no, what I did was I took it, and I put the hands back to back like this, and then with the backs of the hands in, in between. Holy oh, yeah, yeah. It was a new... Yeah, that, it's like a stranger was there. That's it's, like gumming it. No. Yeah. It's, it's called like, the handcuff. The handcuff. The handcuff. <laughs> oh, man. Well, now that I know you're in there, you know. Yeah. I'm, I'm just... Uh, no, I don't know what to do. <laughs> I don't so... Moving so, on. Moving on. So, uh, yeah, Malkovich wants to, to see what the fucking hype is about. And he's like, I want to do it. Um, they even ask in the scene, like, what happens when a man goes into his own tube? Which, uh... I'm we, sure there's videos about that. <laughs> yeah, you could... Yeah. You know, you could find, uh... Turn find that it. safe search filter off and be brave. Yeah. That's the Google, I'm feeling lucky. I'm feeling lucky. <laughs> Yeah, that was you in there when I, uh, I was tempted to try to go in my own tube, and I was like, "This yeah. gotta be, that's gotta be you." <laughs> yeah. um, like, glory portal, glory portal, glory portal, glory. I yeah. know, ah, fifteen minutes. I went too fast, <laughs> <laughs> and I ended up on the side of I four somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so he does. He goes in his own tube, and <laughs> wait, we get. Wait. <laughs> I'm gonna stop you. I ended up in Deltona, <laughs> the <laughs> New Jersey equivalent of Florida. <laughs> Holy shit. I mean, Bithlo, what happened? Um, <laughs> Christmas. Christmas, Jesus. Uh, inside Florida jokes. He goes in his own tube, and we get like one of the most weird and memorable so crazy. Oh, it is, scenes. Yeah. In, one of the in, most memorable scenes in a yeah. movie ever. Like, period, period, yep. yeah. Uh, Joe, hit that clip. Malkovich, 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 Malkov
So fucking weird. Yes. We get this nightmare scape of every character in the restaurant being John Malkovich. Yeah. Women, children. Oh, God, that girl. The little girl. <laughs> oh, the little girl. So <laughs> fucking weird. I don't know. You, you guys ever watch Apex Twins? Uh, yes. Yes. It was like that. It was like, it was like that. It was fucked up like that. Yeah. It's, yeah. It, it, I mean, that's what it felt like. 100%. Yeah. yeah. I will eat your soul. I yep. remember that music video came on at like two oh, o'clock in the morning. Oh man, Rubber Johnny! Rubber Johnny! For the, like the first time in the oh, '90s, shit. I saw that video, yeah. and uh, it gave me nightmares. That's oh fun. yeah, big time. Tool had some really fucked up videos too. Yeah, they did. They did. I love Tool. Uh, my kids are still scarred by the Apex Twins because I made them watch that shit back then. <laughs> Doug, you made them watch Fish Heads. I don't want to talk about scarring. No, they appreciate that. That's good stuff. That is good huh. stuff. That Apex okay. Twin, though, that'll fuck you up, man. Oh, and yeah. There, there was always that one friend who was like, hey, you ever seen that video? I that know. Apex Twin? That, yeah. You know, like, oh, Rubber Johnny? Yeah, I think I heard. No, no. Watch the video, man. Yeah. Yep. Watch when he screams at the old lady. and it's. Oh, man. Yep. <laughs> there was a bunch of weird fucking videos in the 90s. Yeah. Yeah, that was a thing. Primus had a lot of fucked up videos, too. Spike Jones was probably responsible yeah. for a lot of them. Yeah. See, it ties ties into the movie nicely. Yeah, yeah. right. Um yeah, it's it's a it's a goddamn crazy scene. And yeah. and it's even as a viewer up to up until that point, like there's a lot of tension because you really don't know what would happen. Like the way they presented this mechanism is you go in this tube and you see what John Malkovich sees. So the first time you watch this movie, the assumption is like is he going to see what he sees, like what he sees? Right, like, like a mirror. Like, yeah. Mirror. yeah. And it's it's not that at all. It's just like this twisted hellscape. of. Yeah. I know, it's crazy. Yeah. A thousand Malkoviches. <laughs> just, and, and the acting is on point because, you know, you can only say the one line. This is the I am Groot of 1999. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Um, and he emotes with Malkovich. You mm-hmm. heard it. Like, he's horrified. And all he can say is Malkovich. Now, there's an outlandish theory. This movie has a lot of outlandish theories because it's so cerebral. Mm-hmm. So, you have the secretary or the liaison and uh, Floris, and she can't really hear what anyone says in the movie. It doesn't matter who it is. So, one of the theories was that at one point in the past, because these characters are so old. You know, this is, they're basically experiencing like eternal life by hopping from body to body to body in groups. Mm-hmm. Um, at one point, she went into her own tube and it did something to her. And now she just hears either her own name or like garbled oh, nonsense. Shit. There's a lot sense. of that. Like you can, you can go down rabbit holes mm-hmm. with this movie. Um, some of it's probably bullshit, you know. Well- Either that or she's just the uh, speech impediment <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Dr. Lester said. I mean, I, th- I, I think Charlie Kaufman just wanted to do his own who's on first. And, yes, yeah. definitely. Definitely. <laughs> um, you know, at this point in the movie, you, you get the sense that Craig, when we cut back to him at the apartment, he's starting to like almost confess that he's turned into a monster. Um, 
and it's it's insincere at best. You know, like he still leaves his life his wife locked up in the cage with the monkey, um, hands tied. This is another weird departure scene. It's kind of like the um, orientation scene. Just yeah. makes me just makes me fucking chuckle. <laughs> the, the way that it's cut, the monkey's looking at the at the ropes, and you know you can see he's. And again, this is some either very clever editing or very good animal directing. I don't know which or or combination of the two. Yeah. But he's looking at the ropes and he looks pensive and he looks like concerned. And then they cut to a flashback of his fucking monkey family being captured in the jungle. Yeah. Yeah. What the fuck is going on here in this movie? (laughs) And they're tied up and there's it's subtitled. So they're, you know, you can, but it's like quick untie us before they come back. Before they come back, and he can't get to the ropes fast enough, and and, and they throw the net over him. Oh my um, god! Yeah, and it, and well, the, the the best part is throughout the movie, Lottie keeps mentioning his ailments, and they're all tied to a childhood trauma. Yeah, <laughs> that was the childhood trauma. Is yep. that him and his parents got captured by the poachers, and uh, yeah. And then throughout the movie, when she says that, you assume that she's like flighty or full of shit or she, you know, yeah, she keeps talking about like psychotherapy for the monkey. You're like, oh, my right. God, it turns out it's all true. And, yeah. And yeah, he uh, he's looking at the ropes. And then this monkey, I shit you not, literally shakes his head like as if to say, like, not again. Yeah, so exactly. Weird. Exactly. It starts untying the ropes. It is it's sublime weirdness. Like it's just so fucking weird. It's another, you know, it's just another little nugget of this movie that that makes it feel so different than anything else. Yeah. This movie I don't even like know there's nothing else like it. It's just it's so <laughs> unique. <laughs> there is nothing else like it. I think and and that's probably the selling point for these Kaufman movies is like you know, if you meet someone who hasn't seen one, that's something that you can honestly say is like, you got to watch this because there's not much else like it, whether it's this or Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind or, you know, Adaptation. Right. It's like, you'd be hard pressed to find a movie like this. Like, it's so out there. Um, you know, I think that's, I think that's why he lands on sort of like my Mount Rushmore of weird screenwriters. It's just, you know, like who's doing this kind of shit other than him? Although yeah. when yeah. his movies became popular, people did try to start making Charlie Kaufman esque movies and pitching Charlie Kaufman esque movies, and it frustrated the shit out of him because he was like, "I should be making yes. Charlie Kaufman esque movies." Exactly, exactly. Um. So at this point, you know, <laughs> with the help of the monkey, Lottie breaks free. Calls Maxine to tell her what's been going on. It's been Craig the whole time, not me. So, you know, he's been forcing me to have you meet with John, thinking that I'm in there, but he's in there. And you're having sex with him and not with me. And it's a betrayal. And Maxine's reaction to this is like, oh, well, okay. That's kind of impressive. (laughs) Like, she's so fucking twisted. And even Lottie is is confused. Like, what do you mean? She's like, you know, they can control Malkovich. Like, that's that's amazing. 
Well, again, it's another opportunity. Yeah. yeah. For her to advance herself and make money. So. Yeah, a lot of unlikable characters in this in this movie. Yeah, yeah. shitty people. It's almost like always sitting in Philadelphia. It's <laughs> pretty much, pretty much. Although the monkey's a good dude. Yes, Elijah. Elijah the monkey. Elijah yeah. the monkey's. He saves the day. Yeah. Um, yeah, Lottie's pretty heartbroken by Maxine. You know, she's learning firsthand what kind of person Maxine is, and it it crushes her because she just went on this whole fucking chapter of self discovery as it as as it concerns you know Maxine and her sexuality and who she feels she is and you know um it's a big rejection for her just like it was a big rejection for Craig um so armed with this new information she uh Maxine shows up at John's apartment while Craig is inside and Craig is now pretty well practiced at controlling John. Oh like yeah. He, he can move and speak and he can hang in there for more than the 15 minutes. Like there's, there's a, did they ever explain how that happened? Like how he was able to stay in for longer than 15 minutes? What, what he says in the dialogue is basically just like, I, I started looking at it differently where it was like, I, I look at John as like a nice suit that I like to wear. Right. I don't have to take it off. I can enjoy it. He wasn't it. a visitor anymore. Yeah. Yep. Um, he just, I wonder if, like, when Malkovich went inside himself, he broke himself, or you can do that. Could be. Oh, I like to see even you got these wild fucking Reddit theories now, man. <laughs> yeah. That's what this movie does to people. You start doing the thing, you know, where it's, and I love that, man. It's, it's, that's, that's part of the magic of these movies is you start to, like, you know, we could all be sitting around a campfire smoking a, a joint, just talking about the endless possibilities of self. Um, yeah, she's, like I said, impressed with uh, Craig's control over the situation now, and she's totally cool having sex with Craig slash John yeah. at this point. Oh, I just got like even more meta fucking theory. What if this whole time... They're not in control of John Malkovich, but John Malkovich as an actor is channeling these other people so he can act better because he wants to not, you know, they're not living in his skin, but he is living in their realities. Did you get into my weed? Yeah, right? <laughs> What's happening? Metaphysical Joe is going on here. That's like oh, a the ultimate method actor. Yeah, yeah, I like that. I like that. Because when he goes to put a performance on, He's not just pretending to be that. He is another person internally. Wow. Look at you. That'd be a cool story, man. Like a fucking, an actor so method that he steals other people's lives. And yeah. they're all prisoners that would in his be fucking cool. brain. Like he basically eats them inside of him and then they be, it's like he Kirby's them basically. <laughs> like <laughs> he, he sucks them in and then gets their power for however long, 15 minutes. I like that, man. I like that a lot. I wonder if that theory exists out there already. <laughs> we're gonna explore that. We're gonna we're gonna take a quick break. I gotta think about this first. I gotta get into my weed. Let's <laughs> <laughs> see if there's any left, or if Joe took it all. Uh, join us for part three, the final, the conclusion of being John Malkovich. Next. <laughs> Hey, 
guys, we've got to that point in the show where we need to start depending on listeners like you to help keep this thing going. What are we, fucking PBS? Oh yeah, you know it. I'm LeVar Burton. I wanted to be LeVar. Fuck. All right. I caught it first. Yeah, I'm hosting we- Jeopardy. <laughs> are you, though? Listen, guys, we, we need your help uh, to help keep the lights on, as they say. Uh, we are launching our Patreon for Masters of the Cinematic Universe. Yes. Yes. And we have uh, different tiers that you can sign up for and pledge to, just like PBS. Um, you get some different real cool gifts and prizes and merch, uh, depending on the tier that you sign up for. Oh, we got all the tiers. Oh, yeah. You Back. can either be a friend it, of the show, a oh. friend with benefits. Ooh. We, could, we could start to get serious, or you could just put a ring on it already. Yeah. Oh, damn. And if you uh, if you exceed that amount, uh, you know, we'll send you some not safe for work picks if, if you want. <laughs> it's not safe for your eyes picks in my case, but not safe anyway. for anything picks. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, guys, check out uh, patreon.com slash MOTCU. Uh, take a look at well, all the different tiers that we're offering. Lots of cool uh, swag coming your way from stickers to t-shirts to getting to pick the film that we uh, talk about. Yeah. The tier started at a dollar. A dollar a month. Come on, what? folks. That's it? Yep. One buck to get in on that on that number one tier. And All with right. that, you even get the live chat with us anytime you want, as well as a shout out on every episode. Right. So, come on. That's less than a cup of coffee a month. Jesus. What a steal. Yeah, guys. Right? Check it out. Again, patreon.com slash M-O-T-C-U. And then, enjoy this week's movie.